0: Welcome back, folks, to The Mailwright Show. This is episode 196. My normal co-host, Robert Newman, is still in Spain and he's on a a plane as we talk, on a plane, a train, a car, who knows? But I've got a returning um, guest. I've got Scott with me, um, and we've got an amazing show for you. Scott's provided some great, subject material and it's going to be a blast. Scott would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers?
1: Yeah I would uh, thanks all again Jonathan for inviting me back. I'm glad uh, to be able to participate. Uh, my name is Scott Hohen. I've been in the title insurance industry for nearly 30 years helping title sales, real estate agents, mortgage professionals with the technology and marketing side of the business. Uh, it, it's, it's the ability to build relationships and create value and help them grow their business. So I've taken the, the tools and I've stayed current with the tools in the real estate marketplace. I currently work for title capture. It's one of the best net sheet, uh, closing cost calculator tools that are out there for real estate professionals and title professionals to use
0: that's great scott and what we're going to be discussing listeners and viewers is we're going to be discussing all the tools in a digital age that can help you get stuff done the quickest and with the least hassle as possible we've got a load of free or inexpensive digital applications for your phone android iphone and for your desktop that will enable you to get work done as efficiently as possible and keep your clients happy and amazed at your productivity and efficiency. That doesn't sound bad, does it, Scott? <laughs> That's right. So how, how, where are we going to start off,
1: Scott? You know, I, I would kick it off with one of the most important apps that anybody should have, whether you're in real estate or not, is a password management tool. Um, so, why? I, why
0: do you think that's important, Scott?
1: Well, too many times I see people on sticky notes. Too many times I see people using maybe the notes app on their devices, or you know, or putting in email systems. It just—they're not secure. So, and and I—I I literally have so many places to log on, uh, and I change my passwords regularly to make sure they're secure. And I want to make sure that I have different passwords with different sites, just because if someone gets hacked, I don't have to change. The password for all of my sites. Um, so I I try to have one password application that allows me to have one master password that gets access to all my passwords that I use.
0: And um, I, I, I do exactly the same. Um, what I think people got to realize, folks, is that I have different levels of security, Scott. You know, some people would agree with me, but on, on my um, key accounts, my banking accounts, and my email accounts, mm-hmm. they have extremely long and complicated passwords, which are in no shape or form could I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, on less important websites, um, I use either a general password or not that secure, but um, ha- hackers... Basically, they want to get into your um, banking and financial accounts and especially your email accounts. Yeah. Because they want to be able to change your password on your email accounts and then approach your financial institutions.
1: Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And more and more people are getting comfortable using mobile applications, even for, for their financial apps. So, you know, a lot of times there's that double security where you log in and then it texts you a code to make sure that you're the right person to get into that. So, yeah. very important.
0: So, which password managers do you recommend?
1: I would recommend um, either LastPass, there's a nice free one, or I use 1Password. Um, it just... It works for me in terms of I'm a Mac user. So if I create a password in 1Password, then it's on my phone, it's on my Mac, and it's easy, it's on my browsers, and it just it works for me. But I would recommend either 1Password or LastPass. Yeah, 1Password, uh, I've been
0: using it. But um, recently, or I say recently, um, over two years now, um, you've been able to use it on Windows um, the only, um, because I'm not an Android user, I don't know if 1Password provides an Android app. I don't know, but I do know it works on Windows desktop now. Yeah, it does. And on the Mac. When it comes to last password, I think it's a great tool. Um, I don't know if they've changed their pricing. It used to be free for the desktop, and then if you wanted to use it on mobile devices, then you had to cough up some money. Um I don't know if they've changed that. The only thing I would say about LastPass is that um, its interface and some of um, some of its key functionality about sharing passwords, I find a little bit more complicated than yeah, one agree. password.
1: Would you? I would agree. That? I would agree. I mean, one of the nice things is is with one password, my family knows all of my passwords just by knowing that master key password, right? So. anything should happen to me and they want to have access to any of the the sites that I go to or use, they just know the master secured password. You know, and it's a long uh, saying to make sure that it's secure. So it's easy for them to get access to it.
0: And folks, don't worry about um, all you're going to have to go next week is go to the MailRite website and hopefully – Scott's going to give me the ULRs to everything we discuss, and I will make sure they're in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. To go to everything we're going to be discussing today. So I totally agree with you. It's not the most sexiest subject to start off with, but if you get your um, business and your clients get hacked with you because you haven't got secure passwords That is not a fun situation to deal with, is it, Scott?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard a lot of horror stories. So um, do it right when you can.
0: Right. Where are we going next, Scott?
1: Uh, The big thing is social. So I, I would go with the social apps that are there. So a lot of people are accessing them on desktop. But when you look at the social applications that are out there, obviously in our market, Facebook's important for the older crowd. Instagram is probably more important for the younger crowd. Uh, I use those and I usually accept friend requests from anybody that's associated with my friends. But when it gets to LinkedIn, it's more the professional app. And I recommend that you use LinkedIn. It's more the, I don't know, it's the professional resume. It's those actual contacts you know and you have relationships with. And then obviously you got Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, but learn to... Whatever your market is, whether it be on the higher end Facebook or lower end Instagram learn how to use the apps and learn how to use the the page manager even within Facebook to manage your um, ad campaign if you have one
0: yeah, so um, I was listening um, to a presentation about um, Instagram, and the individual that was the guest of the webinar hopefully is going to come on the show. I'm still discussing. Um, her coming on the show with her um, personal assistant. But nice. what, what's your thoughts about Instagram? Because I think I'm not totally bought into its ability to actually generate leads, but on the other hand, I think it's a great medium for building your local brand.
1: Yeah, th- that is for sure. So yes, I think the Facebook, the, you know, the the homeowners, the older homeowners are on the Facebook side of the business, but you know, the, you know, 28 to 35 year old first time home buyer that's, that's, you know, active on Instagram is going to be the Instagram of the future. So, and it all, it all serve, you know, it all goes around video really. So get comfortable with video, get comfortable with using it in open houses and telling a story. Cause you never know, it might, it might catch somebody's attention. You get some followers, uh, but it is, it, it's, it's building that all encompassing brand.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, the actual mechanism. Um, I haven't seen. I'm sure I'm probably going to be corrected on this, but the the uh, because Instagram is a, a very mobile device, um, and this is reducing a little bit. But actually, getting people to purchase on mobile is a little bit more difficult than um, getting them. I've seen recently um, when it comes to actually. Um, Shops, e-commerce, actually getting people to purchase mm-hmm. um, when they're on mobile devices, it seems a little bit harder. You inform them um, and then at some stage they're on a desktop and then they go to your site and actually, yeah. Buy. Yeah. and I think the yeah. same thing applies to advertisement. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, when you think about it, you know, the social is building relationships, right? So if you've spent time and energy building a sphere of influence or having past clients, I mean The biggest mistake I see real professional real estate agents make is is they forget about the buyers and sellers they 've represented they haven 't stayed in touch. you know Use Instagram to more personally stay in touch with your clients or use Instagram to tell stories about what 's going on in the community. Um, build value
0: well, I was totally agree agree with you. I was listening um, um, to Chris Smith and Jimmy from a curator. They were doing a Facebook live, and I think one of the key things that they were discussing during the show. Um, which was on yesterday, was um, what what you've just said and how bad a lot of agents are about mm-hmm. keeping in front of their referral network and just building their brand in general. Yeah,
1: yeah, I totally agree. So wh- where are we going to go next? I would recommend every one of the real estate professionals that are out there, even the lending professionals, mortgage professionals, reach out to the title company that you work with. The title companies have a tremendous amount of technology tools available to them. You know, the first one is property information. So, a lot of real estate professionals access RPR through the MLS system. RPR is free from the National Association of Realtors, but I don't see a lot of people using NAR. You know, the RPR app. Uh, and I what is that, the
0: RPR? And what what is the app?
1: Um, well, it's RPR stands for Resource Property. Um, resource property, something like that. Um, it's, you know, it's a property information app, right? It's, it's, you want, you know, a real estate agent wants to know ownership information, physical characteristics, tax information, loan information of a particular house. They want to know the comparable sales in the neighborhood. They want to know what's going on with schools in the neighborhood. There are a lot of good ones out there. So first American has my first am. Uh, If you're using, um, the Fidelity brands, Fidelity Chicago Tycore Lawyers, they they promote the Agent Pro two four seven. Um, CoreLogic has a great tool out there called REI Source. Um, there's even Property Shark. There's a lot of them that are desktop and mobile, or you know, and they do a good job. I mean, my first Damn, for example, has got a great farming application built into it, so you could literally knock on doors, and before you even knock on a door, you know. Who lives there, how long they've lived there, and, and all the information about them so you can start carrying on a conversation. So use the tools from your title of company to the max. And the property information ones are are the ones to start with.
0: Right. Are there any that you really like that you
1: You know, I, I would probably say my first AM and Agent Pro two Four Seven is my one two.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great information. And I think it's something that a lot of agents forget about,
1: don't they? No, yeah. And, you know, so for example, if you're going to go on a listing presentation, and if you had My First Am, for example, you can go look up that particular property, go look at the grant deed, the ownership document, the warranty deed, uh, to see if they're, in fact, the ones that own the house that are going to sign the MLS agreement. I mean, do your research before you go there. Most agents do. You know, in terms of comp- come up with a comparable sales analysis, you know those tools have them, but just knowing the right ownership and physical characteristics and, and making sure they've got that down right is a good place to start too. Oh,
0: you're back. You're, you're back again, Scott. Sorry, there yeah. was, we broke up a little bit there.
1: Oh, sorry. So so, real estate professionals just need to go to the apps to determine who actually owns the property. Go look at the grant deed. Go look at the warranty deed go look at uh, the uh, information before you go out in that listing presentation to make sure you got the right people signing the documents to list the property.
0: Oh, great. So where should we go next? Uh, I think on your list it's neighborhood
1: info. Um, Yeah, and in fact, what I would probably recommend is don't forget on the title company side, First American's got a program called Discounts, D-I-S-C-O-W-N-T-S, and they also, and the Fidelity brands have a program called EC Purchasing. So if you're looking to save money on office supplies, mailing services, things like that, they can actually save you, you know, some money with their purchasing power by enrolling in their program. So talk to them about those mobile apps too. Let's, let's go on.
0: Neighborhood um, information. Neighborhood information.
1: So, neighborhood information. so uh, everybody should be aware that Yelp is a good system. A lot of the younger professionals out there are using Siri on their phone and they're asking Siri for who's the top real estate agent in the marketplace. Get connected to Yelp. Nextdoor is the next good app to be to be connected to in terms of neighborhood information. So Yelp Nextdoor, but there are three other good ones around us, best places and great schools. Uh, Again, good information of what's happening in the neighborhood that you could stay connected to.
0: And, then, and these are just you, you know Yelp reviews getting, you know getting your page which you can get done for free. You're you're going to get Yelp approaching you like a
1: rash, though. Yeah, but, yeah.
0: Um, but these other three, Are they more
1: about? Well, like a, around, you around us, is, a page
0: on them, or is it more about getting the, uh, useful information or a bit of all?
1: Everything? Yeah, it, it's you know, around us in best places is more community-based information in terms of demographics and what's happening in the marketplace, average income, things like that. You need to be the mayor of your city. You need to be the expert. So those tools will help you do that. Great schools is just going to help you with the school systems and the ratings that, you know, buyers are always interested. What's the best school or what's the school for that particular home that you're with? So I recommend those. And
0: do you know if you can advertise on these apps?
1: Um, I believe you can't. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we I know next door, obviously, you can. I'll make sure it's in the show notes, folks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, right. well, sorry about the slight technical problems. I think it's on my end, folks. Um, um, but continue listening to us because we've got some great information. We're going to go for our break, folks, and then we're coming back. We'll be delving into some more great apps and resources to make you a more effective real estate agent. We'll be back in a few moments. don't know if it's on Scott's or my end. I, I think it's probably more on my end. Um, I'm recording um, away from my normal studio, folks, but the connection should be great. So on to the next area, and I think it's um, purchasing power. I think that's the title. Well,
1: well I, we, I, I think we touched upon those, but I, I would go to just the Apple and slash Microsoft apps.
0: Great. Yep. So, let's go to Apple, and
1: Microsoft. So, so, go. so you know, everybody, you know, is is familiar with Microsoft in terms of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and a lot of people get those applications. If you're an iPhone user, you have Pages, which is compatible to Word, Numbers, which is compatible to Excel, or Keynote that's you know that's compatible with PowerPoint. And you can import those into either one. So Microsoft's done a good job to, to make sure the information can flow back and forth. But the biggest one that I would recommend if you're an iPhone user on the Apple side, or if not, get connected to PDF Expert. So either iBooks um, or PDF Expert, a PDF type tool. You know, a real estate professional should have their flyers, their materials, their information organized in a way that they can easily pull it up on an app and send it to somebody. Uh, iBooks does a great job in terms of managing PDFs as well as books, PDF manager and our PDF expert, or there's a lot of other utility tools that can manage that too, but just somehow learn how to manage your PDF assets that you can send material to people easily and quickly.
0: Oh that's a great point, actually, and I think a lot of agents um, if they've been really honest with themselves, they need to up the game a bit, don't they
1: yeah they, I mean well it's just you know you're scrambling for paper or i I'll, I'll email it to you tonight or I'll email it to you tomorrow. Just be able to be able to call it up real quick on your phone or your ipad you know or your 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 tablet of some type just makes it easy to communicate and makes you look better too
0: and then we've got closing costs and net sheet. Sorry, yep.
1: On next. yep. So, you know, obviously I work for title capture. That's one titlecapture.com. But again, title companies have access to these different tools. The first American brand has access to cost first, C O S T S first.com. It's an app as well as desktop. And the first the Fidelity brands, Fidelity Chicago, TyCor lawyers, they're using the Palm Agent app. So you could go get Fidelity Agent or Chicago Agent or TycoR Agent. But get connected to your title company closing apps. You know, so when your seller wants to know, great, what are my closing costs? Or what am I to net out of the transaction? If I sell for 500000 how much cash am I actually going to get after I pay off my loans? Or if the buyer wants to buy this particular property, they're having a conversation with you in an open house. They want to know how much is my monthly payment and what's my down payment going to be to make that work. These closing cost applications are excellent. Um, Title Capture is is more into the title agency side or the attorney marketplace. But if you're dealing with a national underwriter right now, it's Cost First or this Palm Agent type app. But get connected to those apps. Oh, that's great. Then we're on to scanners. Everybody needs to have uh, some type of app that can easily take a picture of a receipt, take a picture of something and convert it to a PDF. There are a lot of them out there. Uh, I happen to use. Evernote and um, PDF Expert. Evernote's a great place to store information, but it's also got a nice little scanning tool associated with it too. But learn how to take a picture and not just send a JPEG or a high-density a high, you know, density image. Learn how to be able to convert that to a PDF so you can use it. I mean, obviously, it's important for your closing documents or getting a signature. You need to learn how to manipulate those.
0: And I think Full Contact, another free app, For your contacts, you know, um, managing your contacts on your phone. But I think with the full contact, it also I think you have to pay for the paid version though. You get a a really nice scanner there, and they've got um, I know full contact have a iPhone and an Android app. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would add that, and I I think that applies to Evernote. They've got Android and iPhone, I believe.
1: Yeah, just there are so many out there. I mean, I was looking at my phone and all the different scanner apps that I have. Um, you know, it. You know, if someone says, "Fax me this page," well, you know, how, how are you going to easily how are you going to fax somebody by just taking a picture? No, learn how to use these tools so you can fax somebody.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think when it comes to actual professionalism and showing that um, it's not age thing either. You know, you're quite any agent that really wants to be taken seriously. They've got to learn how to use these tools, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they really do. If you don't, the younger generation will and they'll pass you. So if you're the seasoned veteran that's doing a lot of numbers, you know, 25, 50 transactions or more a year, um, you need to stay on top of the tools because you're going to compete against them. Then we're on to cloud storage. my ones that I use most of the time are Dropbox, Google Drive, or Evernote. So Dropbox makes it easy to store documents in the cloud or on, on, multiple, on my, my devices at the same time. So if I store something on my computer, I could say to Dropbox, I also want to keep a copy in the cloud, or I only want to keep it in the cloud to free up space. So Dropbox is one. It's easy to share it files from Dropbox to other people. Google Drive, they've just increased, I don't know how many, you know, you can have like a terabyte of, of space now for free, I think. So Google Drive is another popular one, uh, gets used a lot with Google Docs and, and all the, the tools that Google has. And then obviously Evernote, Evernote's a great place to store it. So, you know, I take pictures of, you know, my driver's license or I take pictures of serial numbers, whatever, and I can store things, you know, in the cloud and don't have to take space on my computer and I have access to it then either mobile, desktop or anywhere I am.
0: Yeah, I think um, the one way I would divide these, um, Scott, is that I still um, I still have a business level uh, of Dropbox because I'm a distributed company. Um, but the basic um, interface searchability and being able to share links, the actual UX design of Dropbox is still superior than Google.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would agree.
0: Um with Google Drive, one of the great reasons why to have a Google Drive and I do is especially if you're taking a lot of photographs and video mm-hmm. on on an iPhone or android you, if you have the Google photo app on it um, and you, you don't you can soon fill up your phone um, with photographs and with especially with video. but if you have the um, the um, Google photo app. Which will link to your Google Drive. You can automatically push this off into your Google Drive and use the photo app to um, sort, um, find photos, push mm-hmm. them, um, download them. It's just yeah. a great um, yeah. for Organization. You, you,
1: br- you bring up a, a, a great point that we didn't that we don't talk about enough is backup, backup, backup. You know, and, and most people don't. Even check it to see if they're backing up their photos and videos and whatever it is on their phone, you know, to a cloud place, you know, and maybe do multiple backups, you know. So photos are precious to you, right? So if you lose your phone, oh my god, what am I going to do? With my photos—they're in the cloud, or I have them in multiple places just to make sure. Um, and backup, backup, backup.
0: The backup. cloud app is really easy to use. Um, of because some of Google stuff can be a bit clunky to be true. Yeah, you're right. And the yep. basic, they've improved the actual Google Drive interface, and recently they've provided the same ability as Dropbox, where you actually have an app on either Windows or uh, Mac, where um, you can literally have um, the files available on your desktop. Um, yeah. They, yeah. they've got that function they introduced that functionality well, yeah. with Google Drive and it's available on on the Mac and on Windows well and, and-, and
1: if you're a team of real estate professionals Google Drive's got the ability that you know have people go into a, a document that three or four people can make comments on and pull it up in real time and manage those documents so from a team point of view and if you're managing documents or managing files it's a good place to use it too Right on to the next thing. news. You got news. Everybody, wants, everybody wants to stay current on things. So you know, my favorite, you know, at news apps are, are Smart News, which is probably competes better than Apple News, Flipboard. Uh, pick pick a paper that you like. Pick a you know one that meets your politics. But you know, I I always want to stay connected to some of the top of the mind, easy, quick things that are happening today pick the local news you know that you have i mean to be the neighborhood expert or to be the mayor of your city you want to be able to communicate out to your sphere or out to your marketplace what's happening in case of something major happens in the marketplace could be a fire could be an accident whatever just stay on top of things and these mobile apps let you do that
0: I would add one. Um, obviously, folks, I come from England, so the, the BBC have a great free app as well, and that's the one I use to keep myself up to date. You can have it on your phone, Android or iPhone, or on your tablet, Android or, or Apple, and it's the one that I use. So I thought I would just add that. Mm-hmm. Give the BBC
1: yeah. some love. Well, different perspective too, right? Different, different viewpoints, right? So, you know, stay in tune.
0: All, um, this, we're going to wrap up with audio. We're going to continue the discussion in our bonus content, but we wanted to keep this around 30 minutes. And I want to give Scott the opportunity to say how you can reach him. But let's wrap up with audio. So we, got, what do you think about audio
1: then? You know, people people are starting to multitask more than ever, you know, and it's easy to listen to something in the background and continue doing your work. You know, so with video, you have to pay attention and watch it and listen. But audio, you can just listen, you know. So Stitcher's got a great audio news service to, to keep in contact with what's happening. So it's the news feed on audio. But you know, get connected to Audible. To, you know, if you're driving for a couple hours, you know, and you want to listen to a book rather than reading the book, and then get connected to whatever podcast app you have. I mean, Mailrite Jonathan does a great podcast with Mailrite. You should be using the podcast apps to listen to it. Um, You know, so, you know, once a week, you know, you can download it, look at it, listen to it while you're driving. So take advantage of the podcast apps as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's so true, especially if you're a busy agent, but um, keeping yourself up with the latest technology trends in your industry, listening to them, there's about half a dozen really active um, podcasts, which I think are giving um, good value if you're a real estate agent. Um, obviously, I, I'm biased. I think Mel Wright, um, me and Robert have been doing an excellent job yeah. uh, recently, and our uh, listening figures um, show that. Um, and having great guests like you has helped as well, um, Scott. But uh, I think it's just a great way, um, especially if you're in the car, you, which most agents are. They're you know they've got their home office. They're in the car. They're um, visiting clients, they're showing property. It's just a great way of keeping you up to date, isn't it, Scott?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, listen to something that you can learn from and grow from, rather than just listen to music. I mean, great. There's music apps too. Uh, we haven't talked about them, but you know, learn and learn and grow. So we're
0: gonna we're gonna continue this in our bonus content, which you'll be also be able to watch on the website. We've like I say, we have a full set of show notes with all the links that. To all the products and services that we've discussed. Now, Scott, um, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, what you're up to, and the company that you represent?
1: <laughs> yeah, the best way to reach me is scott at titlecapture.com. Uh, that's the NetSheet company that I represent and work with. Or you can call me at 714 270 9607. Text me, call me. I'm on Facebook, YouTube, just Google me, Scott, H-O-E-N, and get in touch with me. And if I can help or be of assistance, let me know.
0: That's great. And we'll be back next week. I'll be back with my normal co-host, Robert Newman. And we've also got a good guest. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. It's going to be around sales and how to um, influence your local community and, and the most modern sales advice and we've got a really powerful client i'm not going to tell you who it is but you're going to be impressed um we're going to see you next week folks bye (laughs)